0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five star review and say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five star review. You can say Steve has a fantastic guests, but he's a little bit of a narcissist himself. I'll say okay. Just make sure it's a five star review. I am here with Eddie Small. We are always talking about the OG of the receivers corps, like Shea Hodge talked about. Him being the OG and Mike Espy and everybody's going back. Well, we got Eddie Small from like the early '90s and the original. He originally put two bills up on Vanderbilt. How you doing, Eddie?
1: I'm doing great, and yourself?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Um, we just we just concluded camp at Ole Miss, and it, I kind of wonder what was it like to play for Billy Brewer back under that staff in that era. Wow man.
1: Um, Billy Brewer being back back then. I mean Bill the dog I guess they used to call him. Um, mm-hmm. and Billy was a he was an open door type guy, man. I mean, um, great players coach. Uh, I mean, old school. <laughs> I mean, he didn't um, he didn't hold anything back. You know, that's on the field, off the field. I mean, you know, on the field he he push you, and off the field man he'll he'll hug you and tell you love you. He you know, old school type coach. Great guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. What's a camp story? What do you remember? Something that happened particularly in camp.
1: Ah oh, man, um, with Coach Brewer, I mean, man, he held he held one thing about Brewer. He held us, you know, accountable um, as for as a team. You know, we wasn't the um, the most gifted team. We wasn't the fastest nor the biggest, but um, man, we 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 played with, You know, I guess that that dog mentality. Um, and, um, he, you know, it was instilled in us from day one, you know. Um, I recall my freshman year when I reported to, to Ole Miss, and I, mean, I was only 17 years old, and being away from home, you know, um, you're kind of, especially in my case, 11 hours away, you're, um, you know, you're a little nervous, you you know, first time away from mom and dad. and Man, they had a way of um, introducing you to the, to the college level, you know, hey, you he was like you can forget about mom and dad. No one's here to save your butt. And you're, <laughs> you're mine now, you know. And uh, man, I knew from that point. on, I mean, hey, I, I was, I, like, I was happy. I was happy to know I was that. I was in good hands. But at the same time, like, man, it's a little nervous, you know. You can get a little, a little nervous in that at that point. But it was all good, man. Bro, he always had your best interest.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think when you signed with Ole Miss, Ole Miss was just coming off of Liberty Bowl. They lost their quarterback with John Darnell. Um so Correct. you would have gotten right there as a true freshman with Rush Owls and Tom Luke. Talk about how the offense kind of ran through those guys and what, what each of them brought to the table.
1: Man, um back then I mean <laughs> we we ran a old an old offense, um under uh what was the offensive coordinator? Red red foxes, um what they called them, but man, we were um, Tom. Tom and 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 Rushell both had. They brought a lot to the table. Tom himself, I mean he was a. He didn't have a, as big of an arm as Rushell, but man, he was a hard-nosed player. I don't know if you recall watching them play, man. He will, man. He, he pretty much was the guy that ran the option. Uh, he, he did most of the running, but he would put his stick his head down there, and if we needed a you know a yard or two, man, he was we can we can count on Tom. When it came to Russ, I mean he was man, Russ had a, a big arm. I mean, he um uh, he had a nice ball. I always wondered to this day like why how come that, that guy didn't get a shot to the to the NFL. But both of them both of them brought a lot to the game and um, uh, you know, I you know, it was first time I, I think during that era, first time you ever seen two quarterbacks, you know, rotate in and out like they did. They did a great job, both of them.
0: Do you remember that, of
1: energy to the team. Hmm?
0: Do you remember that Gator Bowl in '90 with Michigan? What, yeah, do I. yeah, what what what, what kind of happened there? What? What happened?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's hilarious. Um, I mean, we did great that year. We did good. I think we went what nine and two, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And um, you know, it came down to the to the um, to that Gator Bowl. It's like who was the real big M, you know, you got Michigan and you got Mississippi and man, you know, um, it was amazing. I think that year, I don't know if we had played UT, the Bulls, I don't, I'm not sure, I think it was my my freshman year, but long story short, you know, at the time, I think UT must have been like one of the bigger teams we ever played, faced against, you know, um, and man, when we played against Michigan, it was, it, <laughs> you know, we had like, uh, I don't know if you remember, Sean O'Malley, he was the nose guard, He's like five, nine, five, ten, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But Sean did a great job. I mean, all year long. But it was man, it, it was man amongst boys out there. Them guys. I, I think they had Desmond Howard. Man, he ran all over us. That you know, it was. I mean, you know, it was one of them type deals. We were like, hey, man, we we, we stuck in there. But um, I guess one thing. I just one little incident after halftime. Anytime I get to see Tom, Luke and uh Rush out, you know, we came in we came out after halftime and they, they were like discussing who was gonna start the series and man, it was am- it was funny, but they were like, Hey, you wanna start? Like, no, you can start and, and um <laughs> It was one of those tight games where you just couldn't wait to get it over with. Like, good God. But um, yeah, it was a heck of an experience, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. But but I wanted to start with that one. We're gonna get happier after this. Okay. Um, you, you ended up in, I think 92 was the year with the Jolie Dunn defense and Cassius Ware and Dwayne Dotson and all of those guys. Talk about going up against them every day in practice, because you talk about men amongst boys. Yeah. Those guys could play. Well,
1: put it this way, man. Thank God we didn't have to go against them guys. Um, (laughs) you know, being on the first team, um. Normally it's like ones against twos, you know. But um, man, and truth be told, I don't recall them guys ever doing like scrimmaging or um, I'm not gonna say scrimmaging, but man, Joe, I just recall Joe Lee just running the crap out of them guys. They, I mean, they ran from sideline to sideline, and it was like first guy to the ball. I mean, all eleven had to get to the ball. Um, so I, man, them guys, it was just. We were. It was amazing. I mean, and I look back at at it now. You know, during that time, you don't really appreciate the guys that you're around, but you do look at the stats. Like, dang, we went to number like one and two in defense. Um, and but you don't. Know, man, looking at like, I look back at videos. I'm like, man, we had a beast on, on defense. Um, you know, Norman Hand. Um, of course, I mean, we oh, Chad Brown. We, we, the list goes on whole bunch of guys. Secondary were awesome. So, um, Johnny Dixon, my
0: old roommate, he was, yeah, he, that whole
1: defense was stacked,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember which year it was. It was either 92 or 93, and I was in high school in Mississippi and had recruit tickets and went up to a Georgia game. And Cassius Ware absolutely killed Eric Zire and it was picked up, Abdul Jackson picked it up and ran in for a touchdown. But that play yeah. will always stick out in my mind.
1: Yeah, man, them guys. I mean, Dwayne Dodson, I recall. I mean, Dwayne would study film, and he'd have, of course, him and Casher. They were roommates, but um, <clears throat> them guys. They they were serious. I mean, they were they were dedicated um to that to that film to that football team, and you know, it's like Dwayne saw plays before they even happened. Um, so you know, I think he was a you know one of the one of those ones that were like ahead of his time. Um, Cash is where man a specimen, you know. Even to this day, I think he's still a specimen. I mean, you look at that guy. um, But (laughs) that's on the field. You get you know him off the field like totally opposite. Totally great guy, you know, loving guy, man, a real soft, you know, big teddy bear to be honest with you. But um, yeah, Mm. yeah, those some great guys, man.
0: We got, so. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Vanderbilt game. That record held up for about thirty years. I think AJ might have been the receiver that broke it. I can't remember which one, but it was in the mid two thousands that it went down. But how did that offense? And, and this isn't any slight against you at all, but almost didn't yeah. throw the ball very much. Like correct, yeah. How did how did you get two hundred and ten yards in a Vanderbilt game?
1: Well, back then, man, we I you know we were like. We we used to talk about yaks, you know, it's about yards after catch. And um and you know, we and we took pride in that as, as receivers, you know. Um the actually the guy who held the um the record prior to me was Pat Coleman. I think Pat yes. Coleman Coleman he had just left. So I think the um his record may have stood maybe two years through about three or four years maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't recall exactly, but um, you know, once again it, and Red fox offense as a receiver, you're in a three point stand you know um my brothers to give me a hard time about that to this day, but anyway um but so you know you're not in like a running you know in a in a in a tight of offense that the ball just stayed in the air no like today uh, i I only can imagine but you know and I don't like to get caught up in that because I don't want to sound like an old head that's bitter you know <laughs> so so <laughs> but God knows man about you know. So, any, any opportunity, of course, back then, you didn't, you didn't get too many balls thrown your way. So, you tried to make the best of it, you know, every opportunity given. So, um, if I catch the ball, I'm trying to get to the end zone. I don't give a damn where I was, you know. Uh, excuse my language, but I don't care. We're On our, on our two-yard line, I'm, I'm trying to go 98 yards with it. So, um, I would had a couple of big runs in that game. The um, funny thing about it is um, when I broke the record, I actually took my tape off. I was letting one of the other guys, the younger guys go, go in and you know, get some reps and um, somewhere I know they couldn't find a helmet. So I had to run in and you, I've taken my tape off, my gloves off, and (laughs) man, it just so happened the ball came my way and boom, I broke the record, uh, scored a touchdown, It's the last catch I had. I think it went for like 30 yards or something like that. But yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing game, man.
0: So we're (laughs) we're gonna talk about this in a second, but your son is Mm -hmm. the starting running back at Tennessee. If you were in that Josh Heupel offense, doing what Cedric Tillman does, yeah, I can see you smiling already just thinking about it. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, man, you know, I don't like, you know, I don't never talk about it. I just in my head, yeah, you just like, wow, really, you know, uh, man, it's 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 a receiver's dream. I mean, you look at the draft. I mean, I don't think the first running back got taken until like second round last year. So I just let you know, like, man, it's. It's it's a receiver's game this today. So, um yeah, you know, looking back at it, um, you would you know, look at looking at it now, you're you'll think like, Man, true. how how fun would it be? Just yeah. to know that the ball, you know, your your ball's coming your way a good eight times, ten times a game. And yeah, that's you know, that's a, that's that's paradise for a
0: receiver has yeah. to be. Um, and you have a unique situation. I think two of your brothers and your son have played for SEC schools. Uh, talk right. talk about that. Were you, were you the first and then like OJ and? Tony. And Tony?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was the first. I'm the oldest. And, it, you know, the funny thing is Ole Miss didn't really recruit <clears throat> neither one of them. And I, I was, you know, my, my middle brother, Tony, he, he hung out with me up there at um, like my the summer going to my senior year um, and I think he had, actually Leroy Mullins did a cert, Did well he didn't do the surgery did you know the, the physical therapy on his knee I think my brother had, he had some type of little bone removed from his um, femur or whatnot. but long story short so they were familiar with Tony um, and I don't know what happened you know Tony I don't know if they didn't think he could, they could get him at the time I think Tony was like May have been he was highly ranked, you know, as a receiver. But um, man, that when did that stop anything? So I, it was kind of one of them type deals that man I, mean, I had got a few phone calls and there were people like, man, what's going on? I I, I, I didn't have a clue and I didn't understand it. But um, you know, everything worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he ended up going to Georgia and he, he did pretty well there. And um, of course, OJ, he, my youngest brother, uh, man he played quarterback actually in high school. And I was, now I, I'm not going to sit and lie to you when he when Steve Spurrier recruited him as, as a receiver. I'm like, man, get the heck out of here. How in the world are you getting up in Florida, you know, playing with quarterback, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, you know, I give him a hard time, but, um, he made the best of it. You know, all both of them end up making all sec wide receivers. And so, um, and, and then, and at the end of the day, man, they, they were able to go out and create their own, you know, um, the legendy or whatnot, so, yeah, you know, and they didn't want to fall and Big Brother's with stuff, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and uh, with Jabari, we're not going to talk about recruitment or anything like that, but what is it like to be a dad watching your son playing in the SEC in that situation? Because that's got to be a complete role reversal, <laughs> and all the stuff you were counting on whenever you were playing, you're like, eh, no, 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 just be okay. Hey, you know,
1: <laughs> right, uh... It's, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I mean, I'm. I've gotten. I'll be 50 years old this year, and I'm like, man. I'm, you know. And this is my youngest son. Is my, you know, so it's of course playing running back. And um, I was tight. I want him to play on defense. You know, I never worked with him as a receiver. Never worked with his hands. I'm like, no, dude. We're gonna be on the defense side of the ball. But anyway, Jabari. Um, he's like that. He's a running back, and man. Um, you know, back, like I was telling you earlier, saying earlier, you know, Brewer, you know, he ain't still that dog in you, you know, I don't care if you hurt, I don't care if your arm is, when you run, your arm is, your shoulders popping out of, out of you know, just popping out of, out the joint, or, man, you keep your butt in the game, and, um, so you get older, you learn, like, dang, I should have took better care of my body, so on and so forth, but, um, so you kind of want to, you know, um, I guess inform your kids, and, I tell Jabari, I tell Jabari, like man, um, hey man, he, so there's a life after football. So hey, you get banged up, you, you tell the coach and you come out the game, and you know you take care of yourself. Not, you know. Anyway, long story short, he, he ended up getting injured unfortunately early on last year, and um, man, and he, he he constantly pulling himself out the game. Then he's wondering like, well, why this thing I'm not tough? Dad. Why they're questioning my durability? I'm like, well. I'm like, do you really wanna know? And he's this is like after he's been whining and crying you know, I'm gonna say not whining and crying, but a little concerned about, you know, um, them questioning his, his toughness and his durability. And I, I told him, I said, Man, do you want dad or you want the um me to get it to you raw? He's like, Give it to me raw, Dad. Well I'm gonna tell you then, well you need to keep your ass in the damn game. I don't give a damn unless your armor's falling off if if it's not hanging off by by your skin you keep playing and um I hate to tell you this but if this is what means if, if it means that much to you this is what it's going to take and so um of course man I'm in the stands I'm nervous I'm like a nervous I'm, I'm, one time I standing I was at the booth um trying to get something to, you know to drink and I'm sitting there I'm shaking the entire time like man you know and I, I know it's hurt and it's like man you got 250 pound linebackers you know coming at you full speed and you have two blown shoulders, and you're doing the best you can as a, you know. And I understand it's football, but I'm like, man, it's the parent, this dad it's talking like, man, man, that's my poor son out there, you know. Um, <laughs> like, get out of there, son. But hey, anyway, this is what he wanted to do. So um, hey, he's he he made it through. He made it past it. So he's over able to overcome that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who Jabari kind of reminds me of? And I think he was, this player was at Ole Miss when you were there, but he has a little yeah, bit of Corey Philpot in him.
1: Yeah, he does, real quick. Yeah,
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, Philpot, man. He, he was um, a a slasher, real fast, real quick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
0: hmm. he yeah. hits a
1: hole 100 miles per hour. Yeah, he's. He can yeah,
0: make people J- miss an open. Jabari's kind of a slight guy. He's just getting nervous because he, he he runs hard, but.
1: You are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, and, um, here's the thing, man. I, I'm like, you know, um, once again, you know, the old Eddie will be like, hey, man, you run through these guys. You know, you run, you put your head down and you run, you run them over or you – you know, so on and so forth. Now I'm like, hey, man, look, you can you can avoid all the contact you can. Do it, you know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> make them miss. <laughs> it's not your job to get you know to take on tackles. Your job to make them miss. So, um, yeah, he he's, he does a pretty good job at it. You know? Yeah. Core field part, great. Yeah, uh, that would be a great comparison, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, Yeah, anyway, get more of the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Every day, host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On SEC your second listen of the day. That's Locked On SEC. Eddie Small joining us. Thank you very much today, man. This has been a great call, and hopefully in the future, you know, we can get back and do it again, man.
1: Oh, yeah, sounds good. It was a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. All
0: right, have a good day, man.
1: Okay. you too bye